0: Thank you for tuning into Brewed Up, a podcast where two LA-based female homebrewers chat, laugh, and learn about craft beer, homebrewing, and whatever else comes to mind. Tyler is based in the San Fernando Valley and has been homebrewing for two and a half years. Lori is based in South LA and has been making cider for seven years. This show is available to listen and follow on Spotify. Now here's the show. All right.
1: Stupid. (laughs) I don't want to sound awkward. All
0: right. I'm ready. Yeah. Hello, greetings. You are listening to Brewed Up, a podcast about making beer and drinking beer
1: and learning about beer and cider and wine. (laughs) Yeah, and wine. (laughs)
0: Um. And drinking. And drinking, yeah. What do you, you use? Use the term "adult beverages." I like that term. Yeah, that's a a good like umbrella term for mm-hmm. everything we're gonna be talking about and drinking and discussing and learning about. So, cool. So, uh, well, let's jump in and have a cerveza. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? All right. So. I'm drinking my own beer actually, my own homebrew. Nice. This is a German Pilsner I brewed earlier this year. It's been lagering. We'll talk about that later. For at least like eight eight weeks, so like two months. So it's crispy fucking clear, as you can see. You can see my face through it.
1: Hell <laughs> yes.
0: I know Hello. people that are listening can't see that, but it's super clear, and I'm super proud of it.
1: So, this Piltner.
0: It's It's super crispy. What is crispy? Mm, I don't know. It's just easy to drink, very carbonated, high on the carbonation. Mm -hmm. It's like that perfect drink to have when you're sweating and uh, mowing your lawn, I guess. There's lawnmower beers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I like that term. It's like, Yeah. yeah, how do you express crisp?
0: I live in the valley, so crispy beers are essential items, mm. essential to my survival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the way in this hot ass valley.
1: So, this pilsner you made—this was one of the first things that you've ever had to lager.
0: Is yeah, this is no, this is the first. Yeah, this is the first lager beer I've ever made, which is crazy. I was a little—I haven't done it because it's a little more complicated on the fermentation and like cold storing side of it pretty easy to brew still but um you have to have like triple the amount of yeast as you would normally have for an ale because you're you're fermenting at really cold temperatures so you need to like put a bunch of yeast in there and make sure it like ferments through because if not you'll have some gnarly 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 off flavors
1: Is the added amount of yeast another reason why it takes longer to ferment?
0: Um, No, it's just, it's mostly because, to my understanding, it's mostly because it's a cold fermentation. You're you're fermenting (laughs) it at, like, 50. So just, like, any kind of yeast, you know, warmer, it'll go faster. Um, But when it's cold, it's, like, basically crawling. But it's, I mean, with a pilsner it's all about that clean clean fermentation so it's essential i think to ferment it cold and long and hard
1: <laughs> for that for us <laughs> for
0: that for that crisp for that crisp flavor it's super fucking important so this is the first one i did and i'm i'm very proud of it i think it came out great
1: yeah i was thinking um You know, I only recently discovered the beauties of temperature control because up until recently I was using like champagne yeasts, and, um, you can go kind of hot with that. So plus my, because I make cider, my brew days aren't as labor intensive. So, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of batches that were affected by issues, but yeah. i did once and i know why and then i started paying attention and i was so, like oh this actually works
0: <laughs> <laughs> so sh- champagne use, i always wanted that champagne doesn't really have like a temperature that you that's like good for it you just kind of just throw it in there and uh, then... i
1: mean i wish i had a packet on me right now because it tells you sort of the temperatures but um you know, I, it's like Cezanne has to go a little hotter too, but a champagne yeast, it could be, you know, everyone was going crazy over Quebec, but I was always like, why wouldn't you just use like a champagne yeast? Obviously, <laughs> that's, I don't know. I mean, that's the draw of it. In my opinion is that it's can kind of handle warmer temperatures, but for you, how did you create like your temperature control situation?
0: So yeah, so my fermentation control situation now. I basically just have a mini fridge, um, that I got off this dude for like twenty dollars because there's no shelves in there. He's like, I can't get rid of it. There's no shelves. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. need shelves. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah. He's like, what are you? I was gonna, I was actually originally gonna use it as a kegerator, but that didn't really work out. So now it's my firm chamber, and it's awesome. So I basically just have the mini fridge, and then I have a temperature controller um, device. Like, you know, those little things from Inkbird. You see them, like most people have it. It's And you can you can control the temperature in that. You can set the temperature that you want. And if it goes up, it'll, you know, activate the refrigerator so that it gets colder. And if it, like, gets too cold...
1: Do you just plug it in the back of that fridge?
0: You plug the fridge into... Oh, the temperature control and the temperature control into the wall and the temperature control has basically two inlets for heat and cold so a lot of people will like plug the fridge into the cold side and then plug in like either like a heat lamp or like a heat um like a heat like wrap into the hot side and that basically balances the the temperature it's i mean it's super legit like if you really want like Really clean fermentation, and especially for like pilsners or lagers, it's almost like necessary to, on a homebrew level, a mini fridge works perfectly.
1: Yeah. How much does that ink bird cost? About.
0: About like twenty five dollars, I want to say. Oh, really? 30. Yeah. Ooh. It's not super crazy. I have Mm-mm. two. I have one for my fermentation, and then I have one for my kegerator because my kegerator or my keyser is a freezer, so I can't my beer can't be freezing in
1: there (laughs) oh so you use that to keep it from freezing I keep it at like
0: you know serving serving temp
1: excuse me I keep burping because I'm drinking a pilsner yeah so Um, wait what are you drinking what kind of pilsner I'm
0: drinking
1: drinking, behold the most delicious crispiest beer in the land Brewery (laughs) West Pop Fuji I profess my love for this beer I think i have in your presence before it's a good but thing, they call right? this an unfiltered pilsner so they don't it's not super clear okay but so you know interesting mm-hmm. you know the
0: thing, i learned a very um crazy or i at least like so integrin uh is a brewery out here in moore park it's kind of like mm-hmm. past the valley and they specialize in like german lagers ales and the head brewer there, who's a female, she's really mm-hmm. dope. Brittany, shout out to Brittany. Um, I just had their; they just released the like pilsner that they did with this um like strictly lager brewery that's in Colorado, and it was so fucking clear. And I sent her a picture. I'm like, how the fuck do you guys get this shit so clear? And she was like, she sent me a video of like their filtration process. Oh, it was shit. crazy. Multiple rounds. Like, it's, yeah, it's like this this like cil- it's like this cylinder and they make a like a cream of wheat mixture of like some kind of chemical and the beer goes through that like slowly. There's like multiple levels and it comes out just like
1: gelatin water.
0: No, it's something else. I forgot what she said. There is two hmm. there is two things.
1: Um and, yeah. Not not to make it about me, but I want to tell you one more thing about this beer pop fuji yeah it's, it's can powerful. it's can conditioned
0: oh interesting i never really think of can or bottle conditioning a pilsner but why wouldn't you like that makes a total sense <laughs> i don't know i did i get scared with like can or bottle conditioned things i just
1: i know you have to consider like where is the location of the brewery and their practices and this and that. And I think that's one thing that sets, like, homebrew apart from commercial brew is, you know, with home brewing you have the luxury of not having to worry about that, so. Yeah. When you're packaging I mean, for distribution, you have to take into consideration, like, your beer is going to get warm, and, like, it's going to get shook up. It's going to get all fucked up.
0: I mean, I've definitely had some commercial beers just explode all over my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, situation that have you ever weird. had a
1: homebrew explode on you? you
0: um only the ones from this one homebrewer. <laughs>
1: named... don't you dare <laughs> i'm
0: just kidding but i i've also had issues with bottle conditioning it's it's tough so i like kegging i like just shooting her up with some
1: good old co2 <laughs> or sit in there Ugh. what grain bill did you use on that because by the way um i have had tyler's crispy girl pilsner and it is super delicious How so did you tyler that? spell the tea <laughs> what was your grain bow <laughs> the grain bill
0: was um
1: Good.
0: pretty simple it was mostly poser malt and a dash just a dash of acid malt which um help just helps bring the pH down for your mash for your mash pH so that it can do the conversion and blah 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 so yeah pretty simple it was just pilsner malt and acid malt and uh, that was pretty much it and then I had two hop additions oh go ahead tet <laughs> 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 titnang and uh howler tell made for you
1: terror
0: <laughs> i'm clearly of german descent i know how to say the word perfect so
1: what makes it a pilsner and not just a lager i'm sorry i'm not no disrespect
0: no no no, no. i think oh, man i i meant to reconfirm this um and i didn't but (laughs) so i i know pilsner came from uh the czech republic originally Mm -hmm. and um i think oh man i i'm totally butchering this history right now but i want to say you know germany kind of picked up the style and it's actually i know i know germany like they'll more call it a pils versus a pilsner kind of because like a pilsner is like I don't know. It's kind of like Kolsch. Like you can only make Kolsch and Cologne. So it's regional you know. is where
1: it gets its name from and the style is... hmm So Pils, okay. like, I think
0: Germany, out of respect, was like, we'll call it a Pils, not a Pilsner, because Pilsner is from the Czech Republic. So if you've ever had a Pilsner or Kale, that is a Czech Republic Pilsner. Yeah. Um. But, you know, because I mean, the, the word lager comes from Germany. It means to store um, so I don't know actually that's a good question I I should know this and I know I've learned this like a million times and I, <laughs> I mean they're essentially the same thing but maybe I don't know right. regional
1: yeah regional I think the use of like the German hops or a noble hop or a Saz hop is
0: the Reinhautzkeboot boot. <laughs>
1: um did you so you went to alex's grain class we have for our listeners we have a we have a friend who it was in our club and he hosted a very dear friend he hosted a grain class where he basically made teas from the grains and so that the brewers could come in and taste taste the grains that way which i thought was a really cool way to like do like a sensory training did you taste any of those malts in that class
0: yeah so we actually more than making a malt tea we actually were just like straight up chewing on chewing on the grains Mm. um to just see how they tasted in our mouth um (laughs) we did do i think there was like one somebody they were like he was like who wants to try to make a you know a mash out of you know, some some of these grains, because he probably brought, mm-hmm. I want to say, like, 10 or 15 different kinds. Yeah. And uh, Martin from Premier Malt was there, too, um, to talk about malt, which was great. But yeah, we were mostly just, like, kind of chewing them and tasting them, how, you know, how they taste different. And it was great. I thought it was very educational. And, like, Pilsner malts kind of even differ, like, by region. So, Part of me is mags. I really don't know if this is like German malt, German Pilsner malt, or
1: um, what should I call it? Oh my god, Belgian Pilsner malt? Mm. It's definitely within that style, so but I know the, the lighter the malt, the lighter the beer, yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's so nice.
0: I know, right? I'm super uh, proud of this Clarity. I want to like, I I definitely want to try to bottle some up and get it to some of y'all because uh, we're in a you know homebrew club so calcerveceros and um I wanted to
1: share
0: share it you know we haven't been able to share
1: Yeah we need like a sharing system <clears throat> someone was telling me that their homebrew club set up a sharing system at a brewery like a drop off box and people were oh, really? swapping out bottles. And I was like, "That would be so cool," but every—I mean, where would where would that be? Pardon me. <clears throat> it's hard to do a podcast about so burping. I mean, yeah. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of burping in this podcast. Just yes. to be forewarned. We will burp <laughs> a
1: lot. It's called brewed up, <laughs> aka burped up. It's called.
0: It's called burp belched up.
1: So how is the
0: <laughs> how is the um how's the pop Fuji like? What are your what's your like feedback on like the flavor the hops like? What are your what's popping? Oh, over there? I love this In beer
1: pop- because it's a local beer, but it's not like super high alpha. It's got a little bit of a spicy <clears throat> note to it from the German noble hops but I think it's really hard to find a nice clean pilsner around here that hasn't been like oh I want to say a naughty word but that hasn't been like hurt by some west coast hops you know because people want to kind of make it more like an IPA I think but this one tastes really clean it almost tastes like um like jasmine or honey or something kind of light and floral, like that, but with a little bit of a spicy note to it. I like it a lot. Okay. And I, I, you know, I, I had to search it. I had to search it out today and I found it.
0: Well, I did. Get what? This commercial pills. It's yes, actually from friend. Berkeley, California. And I've heard really good things about this. It's called Trumer Pills. And it's like I said, it's from Berkeley, from Trumer Brewery, and I've heard fantastic things about it. So it's actually awesome I'm really interested. I'm interested to taste this against mine. So we're gonna crack that open. It says perfectly crafted pilsner. When I read, okay, Trumer pils, handcrafted in our brewery, four hundred year old family recipe. Jesus, uh, a classic pilsner. Trumer is only brewed with pills, German Pilsermalt malt and noble hops. And it won a bunch of rewards. You know, mm-hmm. delicate malt body with a balanced hop profile and spicy nose.
1: Tight bubbles.
0: Okay,
1: geez. I used to drink that a lot. I worked at a <clears throat> grocery store in Berkeley called Berkeley Bowl.
0: Oh, so you had this?
1: Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm she loves it mm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: it's definitely a little bit more spicier and that was my main note on the one that i made it it needed a little bit more like pop character i'm not saying like bitter but a little mm-hmm. bit more of a push yeah it's pretty good this is pretty it, there's like a bitter there's like a bitterness to it but it's not it's not crazy.
1: It's pretty good. I like this.
0: I've heard dip-
1: that the Pilsners taste totally different when you're in, actually in the Czech Republic.
0: Uh, I th- I, mean, I know the one main difference everyone always talks about is like the water profile. Like the water in the Czech Republic is either soft or hard. I think it's soft. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what she said. <laughs> see or hard. it's audience. one of the two in any event you should um you should just go there for like a field trip in a year or two just head out to the shake
0: mm-hmm. Repo- i mean i'm down. yeah i hear it's rad i was thinking of going to oktoberfest in germany this year but yeah gonna,
1: no nice not gonna Night. happen <laughs> So burpy. <laughs> That's
0: a good sign of a, a crispy beer is that carbonation, baby.
1: Dude, I love that. That is a definitely an element of a crispy beer. Carbonation, a light color. What's the ABV on yours? Did I already ask?
0: I think it's 4%. It's pretty low.
1: Perfect. So you can drink it all day in the hot sun. It's mostly water. Not mostly water, but you know what I mean. <laughs> all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's hydrating
0: um yeah this is definitely a sessionable pretty, pretty easy to drink i think this uh trumer one is let's see do you know the abv on this
1: probably not more than six.
0: Oh, they even have the per- oh it's 4.9 Ooh. i
1: Put like it I in like- your
0: I like my beers in between four and five. I think that's my
1: Yeah. That's my hot spot. I'm in the exact same situation as you because then I could drink two. If it's more than that, I feel silly after one. You know. Six percent
0: I'm just I'm basically blacked out, so
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I can <laughs> If someone has like an Imperial anything, I'll never, I'll never order it. That's the oh. problem with SEC Cause you start putting things in taster glasses and you tell yourself, like, it's just a taste, but then you have like,
0: and then you're trying to, right. And then you're trying to drink it so that you can get more of some, somebody else's. <laughs> so you're basically just taking shots like back to back to back to back to back. You're like, Oh, oh, I oh man.
1: Bottle shares are the best. So good.
0: Bottle shares are like, you better, you better come like with a full stomach.
1: Yeah, you or, better have had lunch. Yeah. You
0: better have had
1: lunch. <laughs> you, better. you better get a taco after.
0: Aw, I miss bottle I miss <laughs> <Shushy>. these. <STC>. Sorry.
1: <laughs> soon, I know, we're gonna soon. have one soon. We're gonna have one soon.
0: So we can uh We can definitely discuss um, the (laughs) lagerie process if you want to.
1: (laughs) Well, I was impressed um, when I'm, the way I make stuff is so easy and stupid. And I'm always surprised after that I can drink something. So like the more, and I've been doing it like that. I've been doing it the same way for years. And now that I am kind of experimenting with beer or other methods, it's like, you kind of like can dip your toe in or get like another piece of equipment. And then you want like another piece of equipment and then you want like something else. And it's just like, you know, like I have, like I have everything in like this one part of my garage. Like it's filling up. It's a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. It's like a never, like when it comes to like brewing beer, I'm not sure how it is with cider, but when it comes to brewing beer, it's like, it really is like this never ending, like, you need this, you need this. And honestly, like you can make beer with the most simplest of setups. Yep. But like, if you really like, it, it all comes down to like, I really want to like, either make it better in ways or make it more consistent, you know, or be able to like measure things like I just got myself of a, a pH meter, like finally. I mean, I've been borrowing somebody's, but like, I finally got my own pH meter. I'm like, I don't know why this took so long, but that's like one of those things that you don't absolutely have to have, but you know, it's good to have if you want to measure your mash pH or make sour beer, you know? So it's just one of those things.
1: Yeah. I definitely think like having tip control in a little fridge has a- multiple uses. I'm, I like that. I'm not, I don't really want to spend a bunch of money on something. If I can't do many things with it, I think I might get a little scale.
0: Scales are good. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to get another one. Mine is like, I just realized my, I think mine's like, not. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. I'm like probably putting wrong measurements and things, but um, getting a good scale. Yeah, that's definitely, but yeah, like the, like the fermentation fridge. Um, lori i highly recommend it because when there's something when there is nothing in there you can you can you know bring it back down to like normal fridge temp keep beers in there um you know i keep yeast in there when i don't have a beer fermenting in there
1: yeah right now i've um fixed up like a it's like a freezer, a pic- uh, refrigerated picnic bag type of thing. Kind of like your wrap thing that you have. What is it called? It's like an insulated bag that you keep oh, in your yeah. Hmm.
0: yeah. I have like, um,
1: it. a- it's kind of like a grocery bag, I guess. It's like extra large, but it- the beer bucket fit in it. And I've just been putting, oh. I don't know the temperature, unfortunately, but I've just been putting cold packs in it.
0: That's that works cool. great, cause yeah, I mean, like you, the one I have is um, is perfect for ale. Like if I don't have if I if I have something in the fridge, the refrigerator, I'll just put an ale in there. It's definitely not good for like loggers, but keeping it at a room temp, even in the valley, it's like keep it at like 68,
1: 70. Yeah, I I'm definitely keeping it chill. I get these awesome. Uh, these awesome freezer packs from my produce box and they take almost a whole day to get hard but they take another day and a half to melt so they're like pretty good at retaining the keeping things cold
0: I like both but I think I like this Trumer better just because it has what I it has what I was hoping what i was hoping for there's like a bite you know there's like a little bit of a bite mine's good i'm for my first pilsner it's i think it's great um but there is i think it it looks
1: fantastic tastes fantastic so nice
0: i want Um, you to pour
1: that other one in the glass so we can evaluate the
0: I mean, I could pour it in the empty glass that I have. Or I don't mean
1: this- to boss you, but you are younger than me, so I feel like I can do that.
0: Is it, is it gross if I just pour it yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yes. Fuck okay. it. Just for chug, color,
1: chug. right? Yay. C- color and clarity.
0: There is... Um, How to's on the perfect pour. Wow, that's damn, that's crispy. That's clear. Holy like when you can actually see my features through (laughs) your features through. Yes,
1: I can see it.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: I can't with this one.
0: This is like the Integrin beer. It was like so clear. I was like my eyes were couldn't even like properly.
1: It's like a magnifying glass.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's, that's crisp as fuck.
1: Alright, for the
0: listening. You can't see how clear it is, but it's super clear. I mean, I, now that I know that some breweries don't reach this clarity just by letting it lager, it makes me feel better. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not putting integrand on like, you know, whatever, but. You know, yeah, they had to deploy fil- a whole process, though. Filtering processes, and that makes sense because breweries have to get their shit out, you know, quick. Yeah, you know, can't just let it sit in a damn tank for. Don't two be months. so
1: hard on yourself, dude.
0: Well, I want to figure out how to do that on a homebrew scale.
1: Oh shit! You know hmm. what I mean? What could you do? Another racket again? Another what? What could you do to like, yours is so clear. I mean, what, what else would you do? I just,
0: I don't know. There's, I guess there's things I could do to keep more crap out of it. Hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. Like if there's, there's a lot of filtering methods and processes that I just, I haven't even looked into. All I do is throw a whirlflock in there and I try to like not Uh, Warlock. (laughs) uh, I throw a world fuck in there and I try to get as less crap as possible into the finished fermented beer. And that's all I can really do for now, you know.
1: Could you rack it and put it into another fermentation? Fermenter? Secondary? Yeah. Well, that's
0: kind of what I did when I put it in the keg. I mean, I don't know. People say, like, you can definitely lager and carbonate at the same time. It's not – there's no real difference because, you know, serving – temperature. you pull out
1: whatever's sunk or
0: – Well, it's just because it's at the same temperature. So serving mm-hmm. serving temperature or, like, cold conditioning temperature is basically the same as serving temperature. So I don't have – it's like I don't have room for, like, a, a fermenter in my – keezer so I just why not just put it in a freaking keg and see what happens logger it and then also carbonate it at the same time you know
1: I feel like we've kind of covered a lot here and yeah. we're gonna fill in the holes as we go we'll definitely be drinking more pilsners and lagers and talking more about this kind of stuff So. Yeah. What, what would be, like, teller? Like, what's like your perfect food pairing with with a pilsner?
0: Something simple like pizza, tacos. Um, I just had some seafood. I feel like it would have been great with seafood. It's not. It's like you know. It's it's a beery beer. It doesn't taste heavy. It's very easy to drink. It's so it's, it's good to drink like, with stuff that's you know. I don't know. Easy to eat, <laughs> like, like,
1: you know, simple stuff. Like imagine. Yeah, I being think the- before I got into pills, I would. If somebody was like, "What your what your favorite lager? I would probably say like, um, like Sapporo or something like that, right? Yeah. So then I would just think like some spicy sushi, sushi or something maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, totally. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. There's international pale lagers which means you know that's like whenever you go to the country to another country there's usually like one pilsner or lager that's like sold everywhere like i i definitely experienced that when i traveled to like um south america and thailand it's like it's like there's that one beer it's like bud light but like there literally is just like one beer (laughs) yeah it's not like you know so it's it's yeah, it's basically that beer you can just drink whenever. You can eat it with most things and
1: it tastes excellent super cold. Super cold, mm-hmm. crisp. You know. All right. Well, that's it for this uh first episode of brewed up. Um so I just shared my favorite local pilsner, which is a Pop Fuji, and then what was yours? You mentioned it earlier.
0: What's my favorite local?
1: local lager pilsner
0: Ooh, i didn't share that information
1: oh i'm so sorry
0: well i mean i'll I'll say integrin integrin makes like the best pilsners um at least in this area so shout out to integrin
1: all right well thank you everyone for listening to brewed up catch us again and we will continue this conversation
0: Follow us on social media oh, yeah. at at Brewed Up Podcast and you can follow us individually at mm-hmm. at Lollytrom and at Tyler's Brew on Instagram. Yes. Alright. See y'all next time.
1: Bye.
0: Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brewed Up Podcast and subscribe on Spotify so you never miss an episode. The Brewed Up music is produced by LA Legend and producer Elusive.